Let's go win. J.M. Ryerson's Guide to Mastering Winning Mindsets and Surmounting Obstacles. Embark on an empowering journey with J.M. Ryerson, the author behind Let's Go Win. Gain wisdom on van vanquishing self-limiting beliefs, embodying leadership traits, and recognizing when you're not reaching your full potential. Don't miss this opportunity to absorb practical advice that could elevate your life. Tune in, transform your mindset, and start winning today. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. Welcome to Candy Apple Advocacy, the podcast for parents who want to advocate for their children's education. I'm Jim Mallard, and I'm here with my wife, Tabby. We've been through the trenches of raising kids in the school system and know how tough it can be, but we also know how essential it is to advocate for your child and their education. That's why we started this podcast, to share our experiences and insights with other parents to help them become more effective advocates for their children. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from general education, general school advice, the school choices you have available to you, different education styles, individualized education plans, 504s, and all those key terms that you've heard but don't know what they are. We'll talk to experts. We'll also talk to parents and hear their stories. We'll share our stories with you and give you tools you need to be a strong advocate for your child and yourself. Whether you're a new parent, or have been in the game for a while, we invite you to join our community. Let's advocate together. Let me share with you a little about our guest today. J.M. Ryerson is an international speaker, leadership, and performance coach, host of the Let's Go Win podcast, and best-selling author of Let's Go Win, Champions Daily Playbook, and Upgrade. He helps high-performing leaders develop and execute their leadership styles to grow the impact and profits of their businesses. His passion is to help others succeed at work, at home, and in life by offering simple tools that provide a work-life balance. Please help me welcome Mr. J.M. Ryerson. April, what's happening? How are you? I'm fabulous. Thank you so much for being our guest on the Wellness Driven Life Show, JM. It's an honor to have you. I'm excited to have another pro, pro athlete in the game of podcasting, right? Of interviewing others and gaining so much insight from that. So not only do you have your own incredible experience, but you are, are taking in so much more all the time. And I truly appreciate people who are doing that and really growing themselves. So let's start off by sharing with the audience just a little bit more about you. 
Well, you're right. I love podcasts. I think it's the most amazing forum and to be on these shows to learn and to share experiences is so amazing. Uh, Let's Go Win is actually the fourth company that I started, but uh, this is my legacy company. And it Mm -hmm. all started with the first book that I wrote, Let's Go Win, Keys to Living Your Best Life. And I have two sons, my wife and I do, 17 and 14-year-old sons. And I wrote the book for them so that they wouldn't skin their knees as many times as I did along the way, which was a lot, by the way. And so I ended up publishing the book, didn't intend to, and it took me on this path of doing uh, the coaching, doing the podcast, and Let's Go Win is really something that I'm passionate about because I believe in people setting themselves up to win every single day. It doesn't mean we're not going to lose. Of course we're going to lose. Of course we're going to fail. But how do we set ourselves up to win every single day? And that's really what this entire journey has been all about. My first three companies, totally different. Uh, It was in the financial service world, and I did a lot of leadership, did a lot of coaching, did uh, a lot of team building, which I'm passionate about. But Let's Go Win is specifically focused on really helping people live their best life, to inspire them to live their best life and be happy, healthy, wealthy. So every single day, April, I get to wake up and I get to work with people on accomplishing their dreams. I'm pretty blessed. I have to say it's it's an amazing deal that I get to do every day. I think that the best part of that is, like you said, I get to wake up and do these things. And it just gives you that boost that reason to want to get out of bed in the mornings and to really serve in such a beautiful way. So I, I think that it is fascinating that you you truly wrote a book to begin with for your sons. And Let's Go Win is definitely the legacy aspect of your journey through entrepreneurship, through business, and bringing you into that place and space of knowing and wanting to give that back to to your boys. And so share a little bit of insight on on a couple of the things that you have entailed in that book that were really specifically supposed to be for them. Yeah, I start chapter one off with vulnerability. Now, this is coming from a guy that was raised in Montana and taught that boys don't cry. So for me to go straight into a subject that was almost taboo for the way I was raised was it was one of those lessons where I wanted my kids to know, look, that is not really very healthy for men to take something and stuff it deep down inside Mm -hmm. and let it just wait to burst in this awful thing, which is ultimately what a lot of men are taught. Like, don't show your emotions, stuff, stuff, stuff. And so I wanted to straight away come out with vulnerability. I wanted my boys to know that it's okay to show your emotions, show who you are, take the mask off because masks are meant for parties. They're not meant for real life. And everybody (laughs) has put them on at some point. So that's chapter one. I end with transcendence, which transcend is a big word for me because what it really means is overcome self-limiting beliefs. And we all have them at some time or another, we pick some self-limiting beliefs up mom or dad or grandma or grandpa, somebody taught you along the way that you're not abundant. Somebody taught you that you're not worthy. And somehow we started believing these things. Well, 
It's not true. It's just what we're taught. And generationally speaking, that certainly uh, were some of the habits that I picked up. And uh, the best example I can give is with money. I had a horrible relationship with money. In fact, the first time I ever made seven figures in a year, I felt terrible about myself. Well, why? That's just a tool that we create. And it sounds crazy today, but in the moment, because I was I was 27, I remember it very clear, I felt bad about what I had accomplished. And now looking back, it's like, that's crazy because it's just a thing. It's It allows you to give back to charities and allows you to, to create companies and give opportunities. These are all good things, but that wasn't what I was taught. I was taught that that's for the, the, the pretty people. That's for the other people. And so it's overcoming these self-limiting beliefs that whatever we have, you don't have to keep telling yourself that story over and over. So I start with vulnerability. I end with transcend and all in between are some lessons that I wanted my boys to know. And, and it ended up being great lessons for not just them, but uh, a bunch of people around the world. I think that that is, is truly perfect. Uh, you know, it sounds very, very well-rounded where you begin with something very strong and insightful, sort of a, a, a root of being vulnerable. And, and when you have to start there in order to really get anywhere else. Right. And yes, definitely this, this, when you came from a background where you weren't taught that, where boys don't cry and you don't show emotion. And to do that, it symbolizes some sort of failure, defeat, like you're, you're not strong enough, what have you. So I'm curious, because you said that, JM, what was some of your first experiences in life where you realized that that wasn't truth, that you do need to have a sense of vulnerability to be successful in the world? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think where it really hit home was my wife and I were separated for a year. And this is with two kids. This was with my youngest being just, uh, I think, about one and a half at the time. And I got to a point where I literally, I wasn't showing up as myself. I had become something that I, I wasn't real proud of, if I'm if I'm being very honest. When I look back at who I was how I was showing up. It wasn't the authentic JM. It was something that I, I thought I had to look like in business. And I thought I had to sound a certain way. And it was all these preconceived notions and it didn't make any sense, but financially I was killing it. So on the outside, everything looks good that your, your business is doing so well. Congratulations. But the truth is my relationship was garbage. My health was not good. I was almost 300 pounds at the time and I wasn't happy. And so the business is good, but everything else sucks. Well, mm. I don't believe that it has to be like that. I truly believe it can be more, but I didn't know how. And when I started truly just embracing, hey, be the kid from Montana. You're proud of that. That you, There's so many good lessons that I learned and just show up as you People are going to like you. They're going to hate you. It doesn't matter because it's none of your business what anyone else thinks. Just go give 100%. And what happened is that bled over into my business. So we went from growing at 15% a year to 22% a year. My relationship became sound again. My wife and I ended up on amazing footing. It's crazy to think we're separated, but I'm so glad we were. And... <laughs> 
my health, I got back to being an athlete and being happy and just being active. So it's one of those things where, you know, you're going through and it sucks. You're like, man, this sucks. But I'm so grateful that I went through it so that I can teach that lesson to my, to my sons and that I don't go through it again. Many people who go through so many transitions and challenges in life do become grateful because once you're out of it and you become stronger and you get this big picture of why it happened in the first place, it is such a, a blessing and, and something to be grateful for. And yeah, it, it is fascinating to see, okay, well, this person, you know, they were not looking good uh, on the inside, but everything looks great on the outside. It, your wife certainly could tell that's, you know, probably why both of you needed to take a break at the moment. You know, let's work on ourselves and get ourselves together. And I just think it's really great that you've gone there in business because I think that it's so many people. And tell me what you think, JM. You interview many, many people, many business owners. You know of many entrepreneurs in that world. How many, what's the percentage you feel like great, large in the middle of people who really go through that experience where things are looking really good on the outside, but things are really starting to fall apart internally. Yeah, unfortunately the number is extremely high and I don't I I could say a number and say it's 70%. I I don't know the exact number. What I will tell you is there's no shortage of clients for me to help and the reason is mm -hmm. is cuz there's executives around the world that are doing so well financially but their relationships are are a mess. Their health is a mess. I I had a guy, he's a fringe billionaire guy is worth a truckload, but he was so unhealthy physically. I looked at him and I was like, dude, you're not going to live to enjoy any of the fruits of your labor because you're literally not going to be on this earth. And unfortunately, often we don't do anything until we have that wake up call. Just like I had the wake up call, having the love of my life say, you know what, this isn't working. We're going to go ahead and separate. I think often our perspective needs to be rocked to say, am I truly living my best life in, in every scenario? So to answer your question, I don't know the percentage, but it's far too great. And yeah. I was actually talking to a guy the other day. I, he, I know he's hurting. He's told me he's hurting. I've given him my number. I've given him books. I've said, look, just call me. I will do anything I can to help. And yet last time I saw him, I said, why are you suffering in silence? He goes, well, and all these self-limiting beliefs came out. And I was like, brother, just call me and we'll work on it. You don't have to pay me. I just want to help you because he's a good man. He offers so much, but yet he was taught to suffer in silence. And yeah. I don't think that's uncommon with not only men, but but human beings in general where they're taught, don't, don't burden someone else with your problems. Okay, but don't suffer in silence. That doesn't make any sense. I think it is very, very common. I think that's a very human experience where we feel like we just need to figure it out on our own or we'll work it, work it out ourselves. And we don't want to talk about it because if we talk about it or, or what have you, then it just makes it harder. It's kind of like therapy, right? Sometimes you don't want to go because you don't want to keep rehashing the same things over and over and over again. And I think it's similar to even an example such as that. I think it's great, JM, that you were so, you know, you told them what you thought of them. Hey, you're not going to make it to live to see very much 
longer if, if you don't do something now. And I think that's another thing about us is that we don't voice our, our thoughts and opinions, but I want to go back a little bit too, because you mentioned that, you know, the way that we show up and the societal standards and all of those things where we, we are worried about what other people think of us, but mm. you're correct. People are, are going to like us. People are not going to like us and you're always going to have both. And so you're not going to be able to escape anything entirely, but your people will be with you and they will follow you. Right. And so it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks, but I think it was very bold and brilliant of you to really step out of your comfort zone and, and say these things to people say, Hey, I'm here for you. Let's work on this. Yeah, it is. It is one of those funny things where I, I say this often. I'm like, it's none of your business. What anyone else thinks about you. And if you just stop, it's really simple, but it's true. Look, if you show up as your best version of you and somebody's like, JM, you're just a jerk. Okay, look, I I can't change my face. It is what it is. I can't, I don't want to change who I am. I am intentionally going out, giving the best that I have. If you choose to like that, I, I want you to, that's awesome. But if you don't, I'm not going to spend any energy, time, worrying about it because the truth is I can't change the way you feel. Only you can do that. And so it is one of those quick lessons. If we can just take it in and say, it's none of my business what anyone else thinks of me. Cool. Now I've regained power. I've regained time. I've taken anxiety off the table to say, just go give your best. And, and that's all you can do. So it's one of those freeing moments that when you really embrace that, that idea, and when you see somebody really say, I'm just going to put myself out there. And if people hate on it, that's fine. If people love on it, that's fine. But it's my authentic, true self. Now I'm truly being fulfilled. And that's when you can find that it's just, it's so beautiful. It, it does. And it makes a massive difference as an entrepreneur, as in any walk of life, you know, when we can really let that go, it is a freeing experience to just be able to be yourself, to not care about other people, right? It's in the, the four agreements, right? <laughs> and, and many, many people talk about the power of that, of just letting go of others' opinions and even the opinion of yourself. We have this mental barrier and, and mental things that we think about that are not kind to us. And when we start to learn how to take control of that, it is a game changer. Yeah, I often ask the question, what story are you telling yourself? And everyone's telling them, they're telling themselves a story, whatever that is. The next question I follow up with is, is that true? Often it's not because it's just something that they've continued to repeat it was told to them from, you know, someone down the line that said, you're shy, you're, you're fat, you're whatever it is. It doesn't matter, but you keep telling yourself that story. Well, is that true? Probably not. Okay. Why do you believe that? And how is this story showing up and serving you? Is it allowing you to show up as the best version of you? Is it allowing you to be the best dad, mom, brother, sister, employee, employer, whatever hat you're wearing. So be mindful of whatever story you're telling yourself and just know that you can change it at any moment. It's your book. It's your chapter. You get to tell your story how you want it. So for 44 years, if you were shy, cool. Was that serving you? 
Okay, it's not. Well, on your 45th birthday, if you decide I'm going to be the most outgoing person in the world, that's your that's your prerogative. That's your option. That's the story you can tell yourself if that serves you. And I use that example all the time because I'm like, look, you were shy at eight years old and then your family member sees you at 30 and they're like, oh, there's JM the shy kid. I was eight, dude. A lot has changed since then to 30. Yeah. So those are just labels. If it serves you, cool, use it. If it doesn't, shed it and and create your own story. Yeah, I think that's that's one powerful tip for today is that when we think about the way that we've been showing up for so long and we finally recognize it, that powerful question of, okay, how is this serving me? And can I, can I pick it apart and keep the things that are really helping me? You know, there are great things that come from those things where we think that are not that great, like being shy. But at the same time, maybe that helps keep you safe in certain circumstances. You know, you never know. And, and being able to really pick it apart and being aware of whether it's serving you or not is very, very powerful. Yeah, it is one of those things just to check in on. What story you're telling yourself? Is it what you want your life to look like? And if it's not, let's create a new chapter. Let's let's create a new story for you because it's ultimately your story, your 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 life. You get to create it. And that's the beautiful thing. Every day you get to choose however you're going to show up. It is on you 100%. So what story do you want to tell today? Yeah, the choice, that's another powerful one. The fact that we have choice and for whatever reason, we really get set back on on thinking that we we don't or feeling that there's too many barriers to allowing us to have choice in everything. But truly, that is the greatest power that we do have is the freedom of choice and how we respond to any circumstance that we have come our way. Yeah, the word respond is so key there. It's actually why I meditate as much as I do, because my whole goal is to respond, not react. Because my reaction, when emotion hits, my reaction's not typically going to be great if it's a negative scenario. So I want to be able to respond in a way that I want to. Here's the other thing that you mentioned. I think this is so important. We are in complete control of two things, our attitude and our activity every single day. And I've said this to my kids. I've said it to people that I coach often. No one has the power to make you feel a certain way. And many people be like, oh, no, that's not true. My brother knows how to push my buttons. Well, okay, fine. He knows how to push your buttons. But you get to choose how you're going to respond. Only you have that power. He does not, if that's the scenario, or your mom, or whomever it is that knows how to get you going, you are ultimately the one that's responsible for however you respond. It doesn't matter what they do because you have full control of that. When you can accept that idea and you choose never to be a victim again, where you're like, I'm not a victim. I am the victor in my story. That doesn't mean I don't choose to be a victim. Of course I do. When I drive down the freeway almost every single time, I am a victim because somebody decides to drive slow in the fast lane. It's silly (laughs) as can be. But it's like, man, what are you doing? Well, I'm giving all my power away. It's really silly. And it's like, (laughs) wait a minute. Maybe that person is just not paying attention. Maybe that it doesn't matter. It's my, I get to choose my attitude. So what I tell myself is a story. You know what? They're just having a nice 
easy Saturday in the fast lane if I respond in the correct manner. So it really is choosing to be a, a victor and not a victim. And we have to do it all or we get to do it all the time. We get to do it all the time. And and that's a that's a great way to explain it. You know, I, th I think that when we look at it in that way of how silly it truly is when we give our power away, because that's exactly what it is. We're just we're we're feeding the beast. Right. And and why? And, and so when we understand it that way and look at it that way and because it's so silly, I think it's easier for us to kind of flip that switch and, and no longer give it the power that we have continued to do. It's interesting us as human beings, how much we, we keep carrying through that, that childhood aspect of us, the, the childhood response and how we just continue that up through our adult journey. And, you know, people who have come from, you know, the corporate arena or even in the entrepreneur world, any world, you can see that a lot of that is continued to stem and take place when you go and you do the networking or you go to a corporate event. It's fascinating. It's almost like going back to high school in some cases. And it's just because our, our human brains and emotions are still kind of caught back there until we come to some sort of awareness. Yeah. And, and it is something that you have to choose to work on. It's not, if something tragic happened to you as a, let's say I've worked with people where they've been molested as a child. It's horrible. It's awful. No one should ever go through that, but it happened. That was an act. That was what happened back in the past. Now the choice moving forward is to choose for that action to change the trajectory of your life for forever or to say that is not my destiny that is not going to determine who i am today and some of the examples that you've seen you know famous ones are are people that have had that really awful childhood but they said that is not going to determine who i am mm. and it takes work here's the yeah. thing you can't just bury it and that's again why i talked about vulnerability in chapter one you have to be willing to face those demons to say, I wasn't responsible for that act as a child. No child is responsible for that. However, I am responsible for my actions for the remainder of my life. What am I going to choose? Am I going to choose for that person, that act to ruin the rest of my life? Or am I going to choose to rise above it and, and not be a victim? And it's, I'm not saying it's easy. And I've worked with people that have had awful things happen to them, but we all have, we've all had a trauma that's occurred. Are you going to be a victim or are you going to be a victor and really seeking out whether it's therapy, whether it's meditation, journaling, breath work, whatever it is so that you can really deal with that and say, you don't have power over me any longer. That act no longer is going to keep me in cuffs and keep me in jail from being my best self. That you don't get that power any longer. And I'm not saying it's easy. That's why it's called work, but yeah. it's so fulfilling if you're willing to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another key thing you mentioned there was that we all, every single one of us has some sort of trauma uh, maybe the extreme levels may vary, but we all perceive things differently. And so those, those traumas are different for every single person, just like 
one person can experience the same exact thing that another does. And the trauma levels are going to be totally different because we all perceive things differently. But the point is, is that we all have that. And like you said, are you going to be a victor or a victim? And making the choice to do something about it, to listening to powerful stories of others who have overcome on podcasts such as yours and mine. So we're going to move into our first sponsor commercial. And when we get back, we're going to continue the conversation. Thank you, JM. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Jim Morris, founder of Impact Events. This is a six-month program that we're kicking off with a massive one-day conference. Have you ever been to a one-day, two-day, three-day conference and then left with a ton of momentum and excitement and then found yourself deflated almost two weeks later? You spent a lot of money on that conference and you just wish you had an opportunity to potentially ask a speaker that follow-up question that would allow you to break those barriers in your business. I've been there a million times, spent a lot of money, and that's how this event is different. We're gonna bring you back so you can ask additional questions to break down those barriers that you face in your business. So if you're ready to take action, invest in yourself, and change the trajectory of your life and your business, click the button below and grab your ticket before they run out. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a a three-times-a-week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. All right, back to you, JM. Now, we've had this very insightful conversation kicked straight off, and so I love it and how we respond and show up and all the choices that we make as human beings in order to really continue to develop ourselves and grow through ourselves. And I, I want to go back into the journey a little bit more about you. Now, you've talked about an early time when you uh, were in college and you were in the Never Netherlands and you learned to travel and you created a a beautiful learning and desire to read books. What was that experience like for you? Because you're really a well-rounded person. It's obvious that you're very passionate about showing up the way that you do. And it takes a person who has had a lot of insight and journey to come to this point. Yeah, that was such an interesting time for me because what happened was I blew out my knee for the third time, which meant my basketball career was effectively over and so I'm no longer labeled as the athlete, the basketball player in college. And so now what? And what I chose was I was going to go study abroad. And I ended up very fortunately in the Netherlands. It was a beautiful place for me to go. And the experience was 
my label is no longer JM the athlete. And that was really hard for me because mm. so much of my childhood was wrapped up into the football player, the soccer player, the baseball player, the basketball player, the swimmer. I mean, name a sport and I probably played it and played at a pretty decent level. And so now that's stripped away. And now it's just JM this, this student. And I think what happened is I had to look inward to say, who am I and, and what am I really trying to do? And that's when I started developing this, this passion for reading. My sister sent me, I, I can't remember the exact book, but I want to say it was Motorcycle Diaries or Zen and Motorcycle Art. It's one of those. And I was reading it on the train and I just got fell in love with reading. Mm. And I just started on the trains traveling throughout Europe continuing to educate myself and it it I think that was the seed that ultimately said look having a growth mindset which I didn't know that terminology back then Carol Dweck hadn't written her amazing book mindset at that point but having a growth mindset getting better every single day choosing to educate yourself in different ways I just found this love and so I, I was just blessed I, I got to be around all sorts of different cultures I had a chance to be thousands and thousands of miles away from everyone, my family and, and friends and everyone. And what that allowed me to do is really look inside and say, what are you made of, man? And mm. what are you going to do with yourself? So it, it was a cool trip, cool journey. I'm so blessed and grateful that I had the opportunity. But at the time, not being able to play basketball, that was like, oh, my gosh, who are you? And it ended up being one of the best things that could have happened to me. Yeah, I, you know, what you're talking about is identity crisis. And there's a lot of people from different areas. I, I think that you are maybe fortunate to experience it a little younger than I think some people are. I think oftentimes it can happen when we, uh, you know, change career fields or we're a little bit older and, you know, we're in our midlife and then we're, we're venturing out into something totally new that we've never experienced before when we've known something for, you know, years and years and years and years and years. But I, I like to think of it a lot like grief where identity crisis is like grief, where grief is not just stemmed from one event or from death. It's stemmed from many different things that can happen across the board to people, such as moving, relocating, like uh, job loss, uh, loss of a child, you know, just certain things in our life where it really transcends who we are. And it has us question who we are and, and did we even know who we were to begin with and starting to go a little bit deeper. It almost forces us to go deeper into ourselves to find out, to learn more. Yeah. And it's, it, it, you're right about that. And grief is such a huge part of all of our lives. And to your point, it could be losing a friend. It could be changing your career. One of the most profound thing that's happened to me is I lost my dad about a year and a half ago. And my dad and I were as close as two human beings can be, a father and son can be. And he actually, he took his own life. Now, I never knew that was a possibility. And so much of what I started to do is question how well did I really know my dad? Well, the truth was, again, this was something that was awful. I want him back every single day. Mm. Yet there's a gift that was given, even with that tragedy, that I was given a perspective on you know what? I had 44, almost 44 years with the man that I had that opportunity to be with him. 
I I cherish every single day so much more than I did before he, mm. he passed away. And so it's one of those things where you have to look at it and say, okay, it sucks. I don't like the way it feels, but there there is a gift in there if I'm willing to see it. Mm. Now, a loss of a child, that's the one thing I never, I for anybody that has, I, I don't, that, that would be really challenging being a parent myself. And I can't imagine saying, gosh, there's a gift there. But somehow, some way, every time I've talked to people that have grieved losing something, there is always a gift, but you have to be willing to see it. You have to be willing to go through the stages of grief, know that it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's going to hurt. But if you're willing to see the gift, it's there and it's present every single time. But it is interesting as we have these identity shifts and we have these imposter syndrome, right? Just like I did when I wrote the first book, holy imposter syndrome. It was going crazy about who am I? How could I be the one writing this book? Blah, blah, blah. All of that is ego. And the truth is I wanted to write this book for my kids. So what does it have to do with my ego? Stop. Let's mm. write the book and share it. And not only share it with my kids, but the, the gal I was working with said, stop being selfish, publish this book so other people can learn from it as well. Thank goodness she did that for me because that was another gift that she gave me. So it is such a fascinating thing, the identity crisis, the imposter syndrome, grief. But these are real human emotions, and you have to be willing to look at them and say, okay, what's the good in this situation? What's the bad? What can I take so that I can continue to upgrade my life? Oh, JM. And it's it's a constant thing that we have to continue doing as as we go in life, you know, it's not just a, okay, I experienced this one thing and this tragedy and I've healed from it. And now I, I can move forward, but there's always something that's going to come up. I have to remind myself to have patience with myself and, and to learn the lessons and to be accepting and what have you. And thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing that story about your father. And I'm so sorry for that loss. That is still very, very fresh. So I really appreciate and thank you for sharing that with us today. That's, that's raw and that's rough. But like you said, when we are open to understanding the gift, that is such a beautiful thing. And there is always a gift in something. There's always a message. There's always something to learn, something to grow from. And so, yeah, I, I think I really appreciate that. Yeah, the reason I share is twofold. A, it's extremely therapeutic for me. B, I honor my father because he was an incredible man and one act did not define him, right? That that's look, mm. that's not going to define a man of 70 years old, uh, years of life. Um and and the lastly is when you share something like that, there's someone listening today that's like, "Oh, me too." I felt that as well. I went through that as well. It is amazing and shocking, April, how many times I speak to people and they're like, I, I went through this as well. Can I, can I talk to you? And of course you can. But it's, it's often that we, again, have this mask or this wall put up where it's, I have to look a certain way, I have to sound a certain way. And, and I get this all the time on stage. I will go up and an audience will just be arms crossed and who am I? And the moment I share something about me really sharing, then mm. they start to open up and say, you know what? Me too. 
Mm. It's not about JM the speaker. It's I'm a human being. I have thoughts and feelings and I'm a dad and, and I'm a brother and I'm a son. And I'm all these different things, just like you. So that's why we have to share our stories to say, you're not alone. I understand somewhat what you're going through. And I, I definitely see you. And if we can do that more, oh my gosh, we can connect with so many more people, just like you do on your show. Yeah. You know, you are, you are so on to this because I always tell people there's just an immense amount of power in sharing our stories. And, and they're so, so powerful because that is how we relate to one another as human beings. That's how we support and lift each other up is by honing in on those vulnerable aspects of ourselves and sharing them with the rest of the world so they can say me too. And, and there's such a relief. And you even said it yourself, this is therapeutic for me to be able to share. And I, I tell you what, it does take a minute to get there. And I can say that from experience being a host on the show and and I think I even shared with you a little bit before the show is I love to use my guests as a buffer for my own experiences, but they trickle out in certain instances when I have the guests on my show. And now I'm starting to, to go further and push myself and my vulnerability out even more and more as I'm a guest on other people's shows. So I, I just wanted to, to sit on that for a minute because I think that it is just such a key thing, our storytelling and the, the sharing of the vulnerable aspects of ourselves of just being human so we can relate to one another. And I also wanted to pull out of that too, JM, is that I, I think it becomes a little bit addicting and that's why we do what we do. That's why we want to continue pushing out information into the world because it is so powerful. Well, the, the commercial break, the guy said it was impact. And I, I'm sorry, I don't recall the other part, but impact. What is your impact on this world, right? And imagine if you could feel completely free. Just uh, audience, just close your eyes for a moment and imagine you could be completely free. Well, the moment that you choose to let everything out, you don't hide anything. There is no shame. You don't live with the regrets and you are able to speak your truth, it is the most freeing, unbelievable feeling that you will ever receive, and it's your choice. Now, we've been taught, don't talk about things that make you look bad. Somebody will use it against you. Don't do this. Well, guess what? There's nothing someone can use against me. There's nothing that I hide. I am 100% honest and open, and it is the most freeing, fearless way to go through life. Now, if I had a secret and I had to be shameful and I didn't want to talk about it, that sucks. And I've gone through that. In fact, I was told not to talk about my dad's suicide early for about a year. And it mm. was tearing me up, April, because I wanted to be able to help other people to say, I understand that you're going through pain. I want to share with you that I have gone through pain as well. And once I did, once that completely opened up, I don't have any secrets. Therefore, there's nothing you can hold over my head. I'm not ashamed. I've had great times in my life. I've had bad times, just like anyone else. And this is my truth. So if yeah. you can imagine that, and guess what? Everyone has that same opportunity if you're willing to go there. Yeah, absolutely. And isn't being free, the freedom, mm. what we all 
truly want and desire. And I'm going to stretch that even farther when we talk about living a wellness-driven life, when we are free from stresses, because those thoughts and feelings are totally stressing us out on a regular basis when we're not living in our authentic selves and not being truthful and, and speaking our our word and our voice and, and, and our truth. And so, so take that deeper. And if you are free from that stress mode, that constant stress, you in turn are, are showing up even healthier and better and more vibrant in the world. Yeah, it's so true. The stress can be a good thing, but it can be a horrible thing as well. The good stress is when you go work out, put, put your muscles to the test. That's good stress. You go take a cold plunge. That's good stress. Mm -hmm. Bad stress is I'm going to take this thing that I'm ashamed of and I'm going to keep bearing it down. Well, yeah. ultimately, that's creating inflammation for your body. Well, guess what? All illnesses are inflammation or lack of oxygen. And both happen when you are in fight or flight. So for those of you that aren't willing to just speak your truth straight out of the gate, here's what I would suggest. Grab a pen and a piece of paper and just start to write. Because the pen never comes back and the paper never says, JM, you are so brilliant. And it never says, JM, you're an idiot. It doesn't say anything. <laughs> it literally takes down my words and I get it out of my head. Well, that's step one of actually releasing it from it being just circulating around our brain, driving us crazy. So I always tell all my clients, I'm like, look, grab a pad and pen and just write. What do you want me to write about? I want you to just write about whatever's going on in your head because we like to have it sitting there and it marinates and we're, we're, we create amazing experiences with our imagination. Some are really destructive. Some are really beautiful. But the more you can just put it out, the more free you're going to be. And if you can get in that practice of just grabbing a pad and paper when you're stressed out, just release it and let the paper just accept what you have to write. Again, it's not going to say you're awesome. It's not going to say you're dumb. It's it's not going to say anything. It's just going to take your thoughts. Yeah, I like that. It's It doesn't hold an opinion, <laughs> right? And so there, there's a lot of power there as well. I want to share with the audience, JM, a little bit more about your family. You have shared with us some awesome photos. So I'm going to, to bring them in. And um, here they are. This is that beautiful family that you talked about. You talked about writing your first book for your boys, your incredible wife who stuck with you through thick and thin. That is a heck of a partner. And so let's talk a little bit about these. I mean, that's my everything right there. That was actually, I want to say Galveston, I think. Uh, my wife loves to jet ski. So we were cruising all around this bay. And again, those are my little dudes at the time. I can't believe how much they've grown. And it's, it's, it's wild to think, April, I was just talking about this. My son is a senior in high school. And I get <laughs> caught up in, in a moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, I want time back. But then now I'm thinking about the past. And then I start thinking about he's going to college in less than a year. Well, now I'm thinking about the future. So what I've committed to is I'm going to really embrace every single day, hour, second that I have with that, that amazing kid. 
because it went too fast and every yeah. parent will tell you that but that is my that's my everything right there that on those two jet skis uh, it does it goes so fast so fast uh so that's glacier um, i was gonna say that looks like montana yeah so that's glacier and shortly after this picture was taken my wife dropped a phone in that lake now no. the challenge is if anybody's been to a glacial lake you can see all the way to the bottom and i could see her phone well guess what i got to jump in that freezing cold water and get that cell phone out now the challenge is getting your core temperature back up and when we're driving back from there to where we were going which was it was either missoula or somewhere uh outside of there maybe it was whitefish but anyway we got stuck on that road uh the road to the sun for i want to say five hours because there was a car accident with a with a bear so i sat there with my core temperature I was so freaking cold that day. That's what I remember about that picture. Yeah. Um, cause I was, I was going to say, didn't you feel refreshed afterwards? <laughs> no, I love a cold plunge. That is really, 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 really cold water. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, just, you were just whim hopping it. That's it. Oh my um gosh that's somewhere i'm guessing in california i can't tell where that is but uh yeah man i just every every time i get to put my arms around that 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 crew that just that puts a smile on my face you know i think is is joyful about these photos jm is that it really shows travel it shows you guys sharing experiences with each other and i think that that is really wonderful when you can, as a parent, gift that to your children, the, the gift of experience. Yeah, it goes so fast. And, and again, my, my two boys are so different because the older one, all he wants is a tennis court and he'd be happy. My younger boy, he embraces every experience. He definitely has my wife's uh, bougie ways, if you will, and he enjoys the <laughs> finer side of life. But you're right about that. It's it's those moments where you can look back and just say, I got time with just them. And and I truly, you don't see any cell phones. Everybody is is truly present in the moment. And that's one of the things I'll tell people. Look, spending 30 minutes with with your significant other or your or your kids mm -hmm. with no cell phone, just truly in the moment is so much better than spending three hours where you have the TV on and the cell phone and name another distraction. So yeah. truly being present with them is, is just a blessing. Well, I, if you remind me, JM, I'll share something, uh, you know, more personal as well when it comes to time with our children and distractions. So, but we're going in now to your books. You have three books out there and I want to dive a little bit into each one. Yeah, so Champions Daily Playbook was my second book. Uh, this would be more of a journal, I guess, than you would call it a book. There's 11 pages of text. But the reason I wrote this one is I always wanted uh, people to have access to me, whether it was one-on-one -on -one coaching or group coaching or the podcast. And truly, if you pick up Champions Daily Playbook, it would be like you and I were doing work, only you're, you just don't have me keeping you accountable. 
that mm. if you follow that system in 90 days, you will accomplish any goal that you want to. Oh, that is awesome. Very powerful to offer. Here's upgrade. Oh, upgrade. Uh, that's the most recent book that I wrote. Yeah, for 20 some odd years, I tried to change people. And guess mm. what? People don't <laughs> like change. And Go what figure. I <laughs> it's so crazy because people love to be upgraded. And once I changed the wording to, hey, man, we're just looking to upgrade. We're not looking to change you because guess what? There's nothing wrong with you. My coaching business mm. went through the roof. People accepted what I was saying so much more. They got excited about it because the truth is when you go to a, a, a flight and they're like, hey, Mr. Ryerson, we're going to upgrade you to first class. Well, how do you feel? Elated. It's a change, <laughs> but yeah. it's an upgrade. And so yeah. that's what the whole idea of this book was, is there's nothing wrong with you, but perhaps we can upgrade so you can live your best life. That's very, very smart on the the play on words. You're absolutely correct. I, I think that the human mind just blocks that, you know. Um, yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with us. It's it's creating something incredible based on who we are and our experiences that we've had and upgrading. So I like that. And then of course, let's go win the very first. Yeah. So I guess the big story for this is for five years, I had on my bathroom mirror that I wanted to write this book for my kids. Wow. And Trey, my youngest came in, I guess he would have been about seven years old. And he looks at me and he goes, Hey dad, how's the book going? <laughs> well, in that moment, he completely destroyed me and inspired me uh. because I'll never lie to my kids. And I had to look him in the eye and say, you know what, bud, I only have part of chapter one done. And I, that book was done six months later because I said, my son asked me, how's the book going? Whether he meant to hold me accountable or he didn't at seven years old, it was the best thing I could have hear, heard because I was writing this book for them. And how selfish of me to not put it down on paper because I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. So doing that book was mm -hmm. one of the greatest gifts that I've ever given myself because it was true reflection on lessons I learned from my parents, grandparents, and the many mentors I've had through my life. And it's inspired a lot of people to live their best lives, which is ultimately was the purpose of it. Ah, I just love that. I think, and you know, I know how the book's a little out of order, but that's okay because they're each so different and offer something unique. And yeah, absolutely. I think that when when something tears you down and inspires you all at the same team time, that that's pretty great that it happens that way, I think. And I feel because you you realize that you're kind of being sluggish on something that you know you need to do and and it'll light the fire right under you. He certainly did, man. I, I gotta tell you that having that accountability, buddy, sharing your goals. Best way you can do it is say, hey, keep me accountable. Anytime I'm slacking, just remind me. And my son did it perfectly that day. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll go back a little bit too on that picture when you talked about not having phones and cell phones with your family when you go out and being truly in the present moment. You talked about spending 
30 minutes with your family, just being totally present with them, listening. I think as parents, it's so easy for us to to just disregard or, or not truly listen. We think we're listening, but we're actually not. I can recall a couple of times where my daughters, for instance, would bring me one of their pictures that they drew and I would look at it and I'd be like, oh yes, it's beautiful. And, but, but not really, really being present with them in the moment on this incredible creation that they had where they spent a lot of time making it and all the pride, right? And we don't realize that that maybe that has a little damage on our kids when we don't spend as much time with them in our response to them. But I tell you what, when the, when I've had some period away from my children, I really truly have started to realize the importance of that. So now when we have our times together, it's so much more in our in our person or together time, you know, it's, it's more present with each other and the phones are gone and everything. So I really appreciate that. Now, JM, you have been a wonderful guest on the show. I appreciate highly all of the things that you have shared with us today. You've given a lot of tips and tricks, a lot of wisdom, a lot of insight. I want to make sure everyone knows where to find you. So I put this up a few times and also it's going to be in the description below. It's www.letsgowin.com. So you can find out more about JM at www.letsgowin.com. Check out all of his stuff. Check out his books. Listen to his show. And, you know, JM, if you want to highlight that show a little bit more, here's your time. Let's Go Win podcast. I literally, it's my favorite thing that I do is the podcast. And April's going to be an amazing guest in the near, near future, which I can't wait for. It's truly, if you're looking for some inspiration, you're looking for some wisdom from amazing guests from all walks of life. It's telling the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's the story. It's not just about winning. It's about what it took to get there. So that's the Let's Go Win podcast. And then the only other one I'd say, uh, Let's Go Win 365 on Instagram. There's so much great interaction happening in April. So I would love for people to check that out as well. And thank you for having me. You are an amazing guest, uh, or host, excuse me. I, I'm already thinking about you on my show. Amazing host. You asked and guest. And and I'm guest. a host and a guest. Man, <laughs> you, you, you're crushing. Uh, but no, seriously, you ask amazing questions, extremely insightful, and it's such a well-run show and I'm humble and I'm grateful to be on it. And thank you. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you, JM, for being our honored guest on the wellness driven life show. And I would like to share with the, the audience. Thank you so much for tuning in without you. We wouldn't be possible. So thank you for all of your support. And I want to say goodbye for now, and we will see you later. Bye.